Hello, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to Gate 7 International. I'm your host, Labros. Uh, it's so great to be back with all of you on this Sunday evening, um, or Sunday, Saturday evening, everyone. Um, we just finished watching, I finished, I should say, an hour and a half ago, we finished watching Olympiakos with Panathinaikos, the Derby of Eternal Enemies, just finished in Piraeus, and the final score was nil-nil. A very exciting nil-nil, let's say, Olympiakos was quite dominant, had strong chances, had a goal disallowed that we'll talk about. Um, and yeah, the team, however, fails to win another derby um, and remains five points behind league leaders Panathinaikos. So welcome, everyone. Those of you coming in from the live, um, uh, welcome to all our new listeners. Um, remember to like and subscribe if you're new here and welcome to Gate 7 International. Before continuing on, I'll do a few introductory things for us. Um, if you're a gambler, make sure to use our code gate7intl at betus.com.pa. You can get 125% back on your first deposit when using our discount code. And they have great odds that I know our hosts like to use. Moreover, if you are in the shipping business or looking to ship packages, ship freight anywhere in the world, Make sure to ship with our trusty shipping partner, Perez International. You can find more details on their work at PerezINTL.com. So on that note, everyone, I'm going to welcome in my good friend, Adi, and co-host. And we're going to talk a bit about the game today. Adi, welcome. Uh, first thoughts on Panathinaikos Olympiakos this evening. Well, I don't know about you, and I don't know if this was the case for a lot of other people, but obviously the streams that we had... We're not the most reliable today. And I swear, every time the the stream would freeze and get back to the game, another Panathinaikos player was on the ground, rolling around. It was amazing. It was like, I've not, I don't think I've witnessed so much time on the ground by, by a single team. It's, it's, uh, it's incredible. I saw a lot of... A lot of chatter, a lot of people trashing Sergio Canos, and I understand I'm, I'm just as frustrated about all the opportunities he missed, and not just him. There were a lot of opportunities missed, uh, but I think that there were worse players on the pitch, uh, one at, at the very least one. Um, I think, you know, we'll get into all of that. The the game plan, I will say, kind of puzzled me, but we we did well with it. Like, we were in the game a lot. We were pressing. I was really impressed in the first half that we didn't just sit back uh in the first like 15 20 minutes like we normally do we actually the tempo was up we were getting bodies forward the line was high that was really cool we approached the derby not like scared little kids which is something i enjoyed so we can we can say that the the thing i didn't like was how narrow the attack was and early on in the game if you guys tuned into the the live commentary by costa and costa uh costa c commented on this how narrow we were in the build-up because Biel was on the right and Ganos was on the left. And 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 Ganos, I think, did a pretty good job at the very least trying to stay wide. But Pep Biel kept coming in. Pep Biel just had a horrible game. I mean, he was falling all over the place, couldn't really dribble, couldn't take anybody on. Um, it's, uh, you know, uh, I wasn't surprised to see Oleg start. I know everybody was saying Ramon, Ramon, Ramon. But I, I knew that we were going to see Oleg. Like, there was just no way we were going to throw Ramon in. And... I don't know about you guys. But I feel like Ramon saw more of the ball in his little time on the pitch than Oleg saw for the entire the entire thing. 
I know we don't normally talk about referees on this show, Lombro, but there were some really astonishing decisions by the referee today. The the really big one for me, and I know people are going to want to talk about the offsides, but the big thing for me was Mancini looking Valbuena dead in the eye and straight up trying to smack him. Now, it looked to me, I didn't see many replays on it. I just saw the zoomed out. It looked like he hit Valbuena and he slapped him. That is unacceptable. I don't get how that wasn't a card. Unbelievable, disgusting, awful officiating. But I don't. Um, I'm not. I don't want to spend all of our time talking about the officiating because there were some issues. The, the reason why we lost today was not the officiate or lost. The reason why it feels like a loss. The reason why we're we so used to losing today. Derby. So you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the reason why we we didn't win today wasn't the ref the ref didn't help the situation i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie there but there were other issues on the pitch today uh but those are just my first thoughts kind of thinking yeah i i'm gonna echo your statement about the streams you know like the rest of you out there we are there is no legal way to watch or essentially play outside of greece unless you can figure out the confusing Cosmote system, which requires an address in Greece, a Greek phone number sometimes, and stupid shit. So, unfortunately, like everyone else, we're stuck here with the streams, and it was very difficult to find to find ways to watch the game. And a lot of it was very choppy, going back and forth, new stream, dead stream, whatever. Um, it was a tough night for that. So, yeah, I I, I want to be honest. Like I missed moments of the match. Not to listen to the radio. Had to listen. To our friend Costa Levoyanis and Costa with the K Costas Lianos. I hope some of you enjoyed listening to them commentate on the game. I know I did. But it was difficult to follow the game. Uh, so I wish I could rewatch it, which I think I'll be able to do. Um, there's a site that allows you to do that. But my my initial thoughts, I guess I'll go back to the way things started. Olympiakos lined up in this 4-4-2-4-2-3-1 formation, whatever we want to call it. With Pascal Lex in goal, no surprise. Rodine, Socrates, Ba, and Oleg. So the only surprise there, I would say, or not surprise, but was the Oleg decision, whether it was Oleg or Ramon. And Michel went for the experience and he went for Oleg. And in the midfield, you go. And and the one thing I should note, Olibek didn't release a squad list going into the game today. It's something that they almost always do. So it was kind of red flags blinking red alert what's going on why is there no squad list so we start to see the reason why when we move into the midfield we see Jan and Villa and Bonpoang Costas Fortunis uh Pepiel and Sergi Canos with Cedric Bacambu leading the line of course one name missing there is James Rodriguez uh supposedly he was in quite a bit of pain and wasn't able to finish training yesterday and tried to give it a go or something this morning but was in a lot of pain so he did not play and right away, um, yeah, I, I was worried about this lineup with Fortunis and Biel and Canos leading the line. Um, uh, I, I, I just, I, I wondered why we didn't go for a more traditional approach and just put either Biel or Fortunis and then put another winger. But okay, that's fine. Um, I would say Panathinaikos had a decent amount of possession in the first half. They were playing well. I say playing well, but holding the ball a bit well, a bit more than what we saw in the second half. But Olympiacos was having the chances, of course. Bakambu from a difficult angle hits the post. Um, and Olympiacos looked all right. You know, they were holding their own. Defensively seemed pretty solid. Um, it was a, a pretty scrappy match. 
I would say, um, like Adi said. As expected. As, as expected. expected. They're always Massive like derby. And I should also say, before the match, the game was sold out. And I don't know about you, Adi, but this was like proper pre-COVID, shoulder-to-shoulder, fucking sold-out Greek derby. Like, yep. I don't think, like, looking back at the other derbies, it. I don't think every single section in the stadium was, like, filled. There was not an empty seat in the whole stadium. And I've no, I, I've talked about this with other people about there's been other games that have quote unquote sold out, but they even opened the away section a bit, you know, like off to the side in the corner of the stadium, which usually doesn't get opened. And that's when, you know, it's like it was up for it. And the TIFO produced by Gate 7 was incredible, incredible. saying we rule this land with a beautiful picture of the uh, the Parthenon and then uh you have the banner drop. It's a double TIFO. Banner drops. We rule this land and a map of Greece. Very incredible. Probably took hours of work. And congratulations to them on producing such an incredible atmosphere, an atmosphere that's going viral all across social media. Um, our video. It's yeah. it's the video that Costa our video took. Post, our, Costa took going... a video, and it's going viral, posted by ESPN and I think Men in Blazers. Men in Blazers, huge account. Yeah. Oh. And so it's we're really proud that we caught to kind of help push the the amazing work done by by the fans tonight. And the, it was just an incredible atmosphere. Like I would say I have followed Olympiacos a long time and it remind me of like pre-COVID atmosphere. Me like too. I've like you, every like I know people are going to say we've had sold out games. We've had European games since COVID, like whatever. But tonight was different sauce. Like I haven't seen the fans so up for a derby. And up for a game in just so long. It was fantastic from start to finish. And, and you could really sense that and see it on the players. The first yeah. 10, 15 minutes, we really took it to them. And yeah, um, we uh, we can talk more about it, but we have someone who I think was in the stadium. If they're ready to go, if they give me the thumbs up, I'll let them in. And he can tell us about the atmosphere at Costa. You've been to the stadium during COVID, pre-COVID times, during COVID times. This has to be one of the best atmospheres we've seen in a long time. Welcome. Yeah, what's happening, guys? Uh, that I just voice, man. Yeah, that voice. <laughs> you know it's a proper. <laughs> you you get to, Did you get the free waters at the back, though? They're really icy cold. They're good. Do you, do you know what? I thought about it before going into the game, and I took my own water bottle, but I didn't even touch it, to be honest with you, like, throughout <laughs> the entire game. But uh it was lit man like you could feel the atmosphere i walking out of the tram i, I got off at the garaiskaki stop and just even walking across to where the train station is before you see the stadium and walking up the stairs you could hear the chants and the atmosphere and people just feeding off of it outside and i mean massive game to go into right you need the you want the win so badly to give confidence to the team to have you know, that extra kind of hope and belief, that belief for the team to go into the playoffs and give it everything they've got. And yeah, man, the, the atmosphere was was great, like going into the game, warm up, uh, packed stadium, fantastic feeling. And then, I mean, to be honest with you, I think it took I think a couple of moments in the second half. There was like a 10 or 15 minute spell where we were you know, pressing them quite intently. We created some chances 
and we were moving the ball around and you know you, you felt the Karaiskaki get behind the team I think Canos won a corner at some point and he kind of you know went like that to the crowd and you, you felt that you know that magic of the the Karaiskaki but you know we we talked to some some English journalists that that were there um you know the guy was like never seen anything like that before and I told him you should see it when we're actually playing well like yeah. when the team's playing well and the whole stadium's going mad getting behind them it's bouncing but, yeah mate the goal the goal was insane like it yeah. was i described it on live commentary it was like a volcano erupted Michel even lost it too. You saw, like, Michel was like ready to j jump into the stands. It was mate, yeah, so mate, much in the, in the press box. There were journalists jumping up on the tables. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Some it was mental. Stuff, but, yeah. Some of the journalists were jumping up on the tables. Like, it's a 90th minute winner. And then all of a sudden, it's like, we didn't have monitors in front of us. Oh, really? Behind, the guys behind the, us. Most of the, pre the press ones when I was there, they had the monitor usually and you could watch the replay or whatever. But So, you didn't so have... we, we we were in row B, like row A and row ah. B don't have monitors. And the guys, like, I was saying to the guys behind, I was like, what's happened? Like, I don't, I, it, it, I didn't, I don't know what happened, mate. Like, I talked to a couple of people and somebody explained to me afterwards that uh, the, the cross has come in and El Arabish tried to make contact. But okay, I, I, I don't yeah. even want to talk about that. Like, yeah. But the, the atmosphere, it was it was madness, mate. And then you know that what happened after the goal, like Marinakis came down from his suite. He was down on the touchline. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he was telling the team to get off. We didn't know what was happening. Everybody was just looking around in disbelief. Like, what's just happened? No, nobody understood. Like nobody understood what happened because the referee was super like slow, slow. on it. Like he yeah. he raised his hand, but then he pointed like almost to like, and you could hear it in the stadium. It was like, is it a goal? Is it not a goal? Is it offside? Yeah. Like he didn't do the bar check, whistle, runs over, gives offside. He like he was standing there like at the touchline, like whatever. He raised his yeah. hand, but then he pointed at the, the 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 center, and you're like, okay, was it offside? It's yeah. I can see, like, from being in the stadium, it, it was probably like very unclear. So, oh no, we we did we had no idea, no yeah. idea what happened. Like, it all happened so fast as well. Like, I I couldn't even remember that the ball had come in from I think a a, um, a Juan cross, and yeah. like, El Arabi hasn't made contact. It was Socrates kind of cleared the ball almost like a scissor yeah. kick type thing. And El Arabi goes goes for the ball, but misses. But he's about like half a foot offside, I would say. And I guess he impacts the defenders. Um, like if the like the idea, I guess, is if he wasn't there, the defender would have cleared the ball easier. Um, I think that that's the argument. And yeah, let's. I uh, honestly, I haven't seen it back too many times as well because the fucking streams were impossible to watch tonight. So I, I still need to watch. I, I, I told everyone at the start, I, I want to rewatch the whole game because I feel like I didn't really get a full sense of it with the streams tonight. So, yeah, and we can touch more. We can touch more on that later. Uh, Kosa, I, I really like what your opinion. I, I was listening to you guys live for like the first 20 minutes. Uh, but then, of course, I had, you know, I usually have the games with no sound, especially as I'm doing things. But, Mike, I had a question for you. Mancini 
straight up did he make contact and slap Valbuena cuz it looked like to me he was like punched like almost punched him in the face he he clearly like looked so it was a like a challenge like a duel yeah and uh, who, yeah, because Valbuena was... kind of hits into him first, but then no, he no, no. Looks... So, 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 so Valbuena's getting into a position, and he's like this, and he's like, but it's it's really impressive, actually. He's so small, but like he gets himself into a good position, and he uses his body. Um, and I think I think he's won the duel, yeah. and then Mancini kind of clearly turns around and goes like that. And he looks at him, and there's venom, like there's venom in his look when he does that, but. You know, Valbuena hasn't gone over. He hasn't made a meal out of it. But it's right. so clear like, that the referee's five, eight metres away. And he, it was... He, he saw it. He ran over there and I yeah. was like, he's bringing a card out, right? Because the guy just tried yeah. to slap Valbuena. And then it, nothing. Yeah. I couldn't it was the, the challenge on Fortunis. I don't know if you looked back from the yeah. defender, Charlia. Yeah. He looks at Fortunis and he gives him an elbow right yeah. in the face. Like, it was a brutal tackle and no card... I, I thought it was like I'm not claiming it to be a red card, but it it was like a clear yellow. He he elbows him in the face, nowhere near the ball. It could like Costa, it was, Costa was calling for a red card. I mean, it was it, bad. It was it, it, it was a hard challenge. It, like it in, was, the, the the thing is right. Like in the first twenty minutes, I think the first yellow card came out was was Brignoli, even or uh, for, for time wasting. I can't remember, but like you saw in the first twenty twenty five minutes, there were some quite like tasty challenges. Yeah. There were some tasty challenges in the first half and he wasn't taking his card out of the pocket. And then all of a sudden, like there were one or two where you were like, that's borderline all. Okay. And then the card started to come out a bit, bit easier. But then there were those challenges, like the one, the one you're mentioning on Fortunis or the one on Valbuena, he's given nothing. And you're just like, if anything, you've got, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be consistent. Brignoli should have got sent off, man. Like the time wasting at, yeah, we, we said it during the commentary. It was shameful. Like, they set up... I mean, they clearly set up to frustrate us. So, fair enough, they're top of the league. They're top of the league and they don't... They don't. You know, they just wanted the it, draw, you know. The, just don't they, lose. Yeah, don't yeah. lose. And well, all the subs all the subs that they made was just to shore up shop. And, and well, we, 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 we can talk about Mitchell as well because, like, for me, there are things from this game... That, that are clear, like the left back position. Never again. Yeah. Never yeah, again. Yeah. Never again, Oleg Grabchuk. Never again. Ramon had more touches on the ball in 20, 25 minutes. He played more forward part. I swear to God. I said mm. it during the commentary. Oleg Grabchuk was like a ghost. Yeah. It was like I brought a ghost. it up earlier too. Yeah. It, it was we another bad night for him. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Costa, the. It the, the the this pep bl the the pe, the the tens thing. I mean, the this we can't do. We can't keep doing this, man. I, there was a comment somebody had asked a question up here, and I think this is a good time that we address it. Uh, from Aris Galamatis. Uh, oops, he said, um, "I have a question for Adi. Assuming James leaves, how can we fit Fortunis with beyond the eleven? Is it better just to have one and one be the sub of the other? I mean." We can't keep seeing this, like BL on the side. I mean, aside from the fact that he was out of position, he was just bad today. Just yeah. tripping all over himself. Can't can't go past anybody. Can't create anything. I mean, that that was just bad. Uh, Costa was drifting. I actually 
I, I, there were a lot of people complaining about Cosas Fortunis I saw before we were going live. I thought he he played a lot of balls in. I mean, he had four balls I can count, count just all, thinking about it now that led directly to shots. So if, uh, he had, he created something, but I, I, I think there's a point here. Like this is I, – I don't know. I know that there are best players, but I don't know if we can keep – I don't know if we can keep forcing the issue. Like, I, I, what's going on with Batutsi here? Is he that bad? Is he that? Was, was he even like, in the squad list? No, I, I didn't. No. Yeah, I was. I was talking to to Peter because I'm here in in Canada visiting him about uh, about Baducci, and he had like that 30 minute run against Ike and didn't do good. And they're just like, he's finished. Like, is that it, or does he have problems? I'm I'm really interested to. Nothing. I don't, I don't. I don't think that he wasn't even. We didn't see him. Like he we wasn't even at him. the stadium. Maybe. Like we 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 hung out outside the um, like where is it the the, the mix zone and, and, until until about 30, 40 minutes ago. Yeah, the players usually all leave out of that area. So if he's not that, like even the ones who don't dress leave through there. So if he didn't walk through there, he wasn't at the stadium for me probably. Or he was maybe in a VIP suite. Maybe but usually the player, the players who usually don't play sit right behind the bench of Olympiacos because they go into the locker room at halftime yeah. and full time and things. But I saw Hamas was in the VIP, so like we saw Retzos, we saw Retzos come yeah. out of the mid zone. Um, yeah, so who knows? I don't know. Um, I shall we talk about um, Sergi Canos tonight? uh a bit what did you guys make of him costa with a k i should also welcome you to the show awesome do job doing the live commentary for you both um what what did you think of sergi canos tonight costa oh you're on mute you're muted that old chestnut <laughs> sorry guys i was i was just yeah. watching some highlights i was actually watching that goal moment uh, first of all, if I'm not on Lubin uh, by the end of uh, this week, I'm going to be the happiest man on the planet. Uh, so by the end of next week, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, I have to say uh, this is the best Olympiacos I've seen in a derby all season. Uh, mm. This has been really heartbreaking because this team totally deserved the victory. They really deserved it. Uh, there were some players that were off, like Pepe, like you co correctly, uh, you, you correctly mentioned. But then you got Sergi Canos. So yeah, he did have an off game. Uh, that was the that was the feeling around the stadium. He missed some two huge opportunities, especially the first one, the first half when he was just he only had Brignoli in front of him, and somehow he missed that chance, that sitter. But obviously, like I mean, he does. It's obviously he's a good player. It's obvious that he can help. His there's passion. The fact alone that uh, he won a corner and he did this to the gate seven and the ultras to get on their feet in the second half. I mean, just because one player had a bad game in this game doesn't make him a bad player. And just because one player had a good game doesn't make him a good player. Guys, Usain Uba, how awesome was he tonight? Yeah. When Usain, I mean, when Surprised. Usain Uba started... I thought to myself, so that's how Olympiacos are getting a red card tonight. Because every <laughs> all Panathinaikos supporters get a red card. Oh, and Olympiacos got one as well. And I was like, that's how Olympiacos are gonna be are gonna get a red card. But he was so good, so composed, his marking, yeah. his passing, his positioning, his clearances. 
Usainu Ba, 2019-2020 season. So, yeah, yeah. Sergi Canos was not good tonight. So was Pepiel. He was disappointing, but he was off position again. He's not a winger, God damn it, He's not a winger. But just because those two had a bad game doesn't make them bad players. And just because Usainu Ba had a, an awesome game tonight doesn't mean that, you know, okay, this is it. Usainu Ba is going to be the starter from now on. That's not how it works. So, yeah, Canos and Biel had a bad game. I still want. I still believe in them. I still. Uh, I still back them. Usainuba had an amazing game, and I cannot wait how to see how he capitalizes on this. Costa, see, I have a stat for you here, buddy. You were bringing yes. up uh, Oleg. Oleg touches versus Ramon touches. So eighty-one minutes. Oleg touched the ball uh, forty-two times, and he only he completed seventeen passes in nine minutes. Ramon had 14 touches, completed six passes. He was much more positive, man. I wonder how many of those passes were progressive passes, like from Oleg. Honestly, he looked... I can tell me, you tomorrow. <laughs> for, me, for me, it was night and day. Like, we, there was nothing. There was nothing coming down that left-hand side. And do you know what? Like, from a tactical point of view, I was saying this during the commentary, and this, and this takes us back to the BL thing. He plays so narrow, like mm -hmm. when he's out on that right hand side, because he, he wants to get into that space where he he likes to play. And then there's there's nothing on the right hand side. And Rodine and Oleg were, to me, it seemed like they had instructions in the first half not to bomb forward too much. Like Oleg was not doing anything. I I, I don't even mean to be mean. Like Rodine as well, he wasn't getting forward as much as we're used to much more conservative on the right-hand side. And there was just no width. Like the only, what did we create in the first half? There was that chance where Fortunis put Bakambu through after a steal. But otherwise, the first half, you try and think, what did we do? I think, I think Biel had a shot with his right foot. That, all the shots on the first half, they were straight at the keeper. And Biel had one. Bakambu hit the post. Didn't Canos have one that almost looked like a goal, but it actually was it, wide? That was the first. But half, it was right? called offside. The one that was called offside. No, 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 no. There, the he had one where like it looked like a goal, but I think I thought it was a little too wide. That's how it looked to me, at least. It was the first. Canos, Canos had a nice chance that was saved. That the curler that he he had in the second half. That's the, that's the one that I really remember, and then the other one that um, that was offside, and he was he was or maybe it was offside then. It, yeah, he was in the eight yard, like the eight, 18 yard box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's right in front of goal, and you just think he's gonna you know he's gonna slot it into the side of the net, mm. and he's I think he's missed it completely. He's, he's missed the target, and then that the the linesman's put his flag up, but mm. like for me, Sergi, he like it's not a good game. Not a good game tonight. Like you saw, like the passion, like interception, stealing the ball, playing aggressive. The but runs had... too. The runs. Yeah, he I, had great yeah, runs. Yeah, yeah, no. Like I, I appreciate all of that, and he doesn't hide. Like, he doesn't yeah. hide from from the ball, and he, he gets involved. But those, like his finishing today, poof, really bad. You've got to hit. Like you've got to. You've got to make the keeper work at least. And he's scuffed. Like I think. We look at the stats tomorrow when it populates. I think he's had like three shots on target, and then probably two wide. Yeah. And I, I don't know about the curler, but you know Brignoli's really launched himself to 
to keep that one out. But we we didn't have a good angle, so I, I can't see like where he's actually placed it. But yeah, not a good game from him. And, and, and yeah, guys, like just being in the stadium for the first time this year and watching the team, the shape, like the body language, all of that. Like there were moments like, when Socrates got sent off, which by the way, I think in the end was harsh. Like we, we saw him outside giving an interview and he, he was saying like, you know, the ball's hit his chest and it's hit his, his arm, which is down. So yeah. that, you know, it's, it's his, what's it called? His standing arm or whatever, supporting yeah. arm. And he's given the yellow and like, you just saw like, I think uh, Juan and another player, they've gone up to him and it's like, you need to get off. Yeah. Like, and Socrates was losing his shit. But yeah. Like, that wasn't very captain like, was it, that moment? I mean, but, yeah. But also, it's like, uh, God, he, he didn't give yellows for some shit. And then you're like, Ugh. exactly. Yeah. That's that, what I mean you know, about consistency. Like, I, I can see like, the argument guys, for it being a first yellow, but the second, you know, like they say there should be no difference, but you know, it's just like you cannot send a second yellow. I don't know. In that moment, it just seemed a bit harsh, but I don't know. Guys, can I ask, uh, sorry to interrupt, but did you guys uh, read the announcement from Olympiacos, the statement? I did. <laughs> did, did, did something? I, I, haven't, I haven't. Oh, You, you haven't mentioned yeah. it on the show. You haven't mentioned it on the show. We haven't mentioned no, it. No, we haven't. Yet. Okay, yeah, no. shall I read it real quick? Yeah, so, go ahead. Because, I mean, Vigilis Marnakis was incensed uh, yeah. at, at pitch side. And at one point, Costa and I, we mentioned it in the... In the, in the commentary that we thought he was going to call the team off. So I thought he was to... too. Uh, I also, did he get the yellow card? Who got the yellow card? Carapapas, I think, which I didn't even <laughs> know. <laughs> like, like, can I the mean, owner and Carapapas get yellow cards? Like, I didn't even just... know you can do that. Yeah. So anyway, like the announcement. The team. But anyway, go on. Yes. We thank the world of Olibiakos for the way they reacted to yet another blatant tampering of an Olibiakos game and the championship as a whole and protected the team. Our world did not react in disgust at what we saw happening once again. Referees, our, on... our world, you mean our fans? Uh, no, I guess not. so. I'm, I'm, re I'm, I'm re yeah, probably because I'm reading, uh, uh, I'm, re I'm reading it with a translation. Referees on the grass and the VAR who surgically control phases to do injustice to Olympiacos and favor its opponents. This time they discovered offsides, fouls that didn't exist, cards that were given away. Next time, they will find something else. Now all of Greece knows what has happened. We will continue with a bitter smile to give everything until the last match. Our players, our world, so that's our fans, all together, one fist. We are Olympiakos Silogos Filathron Piros, and we were born winners. Uh, th that's a PS, I think. Yeah, this wait for the PS, baby. The PS is good. Here we go. This championship is one of the most corrupt and depraved championships of all time, and everyone knows it except maybe the Greek government. Oh, it's a nice, it was a nice <laughs> little piece there at the end, huh? <laughs> Throw I love the PS. You think PS, like, love you, hope you're well, like, PS, fuck the Greek government. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, yeah, one, elections coming, but anyway, that one, that one kills me. Um, uh. Yeah. So, so, so sorry, sorry to you probably you obviously talked about the offside, but so basically yeah. the whole idea is that El Arabi was offside, and even though he didn't even touch the ball because his his presence didn't allow the Panathinaikos player to jump for to to do. Yeah, like it impacted how the Panathinaikos. I think the argument 
is because it, he impacted how the Panathinaikos player would have gone to the ball. Like, exactly. let's say he wouldn't, like, he's basically, if he wasn't there, then they would have cleared it fine, essentially, which I understand. I, I need to look back at it, but I think that makes sense. So I so think that, so what, that's the, yeah. yeah. So what do we say here? Was it offside or not? What's I the think consensus? It, I, I want to say it was offside. It was brutal. It's one of those where you're like, isn't VAR just for clear and obvious? Because the Panathinaikos players exactly. didn't care. Thank the whole stadium you. didn't care. It's one of those where it's like, how Thank can you, you ruin such a moment where like even the fans of the other team and players of the other team, because they didn't protest shit like until something yeah. realized, you know? So it was just, ah, oh, it's brutal. VAR in those moments at the end of the game, goals just ruin football sometimes because it's just like, Ah, you know, uh, the brutal. Premier League gave Rashford the goal. That's all I'm saying. So that's true. Yeah, I saw that as well. A couple of people that tweeted article. that. That's yeah. all. That's all I'm saying. There, I there there is a really quick topic I think um, that I want to address here because I think this is a good point of discussion. Uh, this is from Red Hippo G7. Let's forget about touches and discuss transition defense with both fullbacks Ramon and Rodinet playing as wingers. Who is going to cut off any counterattacks? Oleg is a necessity currently. Honestly, I mean, I, I want to ask the, the the friends. What did what did Oleg do in the first half? He got targeted every time. Yeah. Every time they won the ball and went in transition, what did they do? They looked. Let's go to the right. Switch it over to Oleg's side, and and Oleg he was backing off. He was backing off as well. He wasn't going to. He wasn't going to to challenge. He was just backing off, backing off. He's burnt, man. Like, I I remember what he was like when when he first joins. Like, he was a motor up and down yeah. the wing. Like, he doesn't even have that anymore. Like, he doesn't even it. like. It seems like he's slower now too. It's he, like... he's, mate, I I swear I saw it on the pitch and I didn't mention it in commentary. But like, he, he's one of the fast, probably one of the fastest players on the roster. Like when he's bombing up and down the wing. But it almost—it just looked like his lungs had shrunk or something. Like he couldn't—he couldn't run at this anywhere near the same pace as what I've seen him. Anywhere Look, near, anywhere near, mate. All I'm gonna say uh, before I sign off, real quick, uh, and that's regarding Oleg. The data has been clear. Like, okay, you have your belief in how he plays. I'm gonna give you guys statistics, okay? Statistics that we put on our socials, and. The left side from the start of the season until now, this has never changed, has always had the weakest offensive contribution in terms of number of attacks, XG and XG per shot. And then on the flip side, when it comes to attacks against us, has always been the most attack, the highest XG per attack, and the most XG overall. Now, when we're looking at the number of attacks that are actually happening going forward, the most recent diagram we put up with the threat level that's generated in open play by our left, a third of what is there, even though it has improved since the restart, a third of it is not even from Oleg. It's from Ramon and from when I believe it was Vrusai playing on the left side. So, or sorry, not Vrusai, Marcelo. So a third of the production, a third of the production that is occurring on the left side is not even coming from Oleg. If we're just measuring the stuff that's coming from Oleg, it is the that left side is our weak side, and the 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 explanation or 
the the discussion that people like to have, which is, oh, he's better defensively, is also not true because that's our weakest side also. So as far as I'm concerned, I understand what you are saying, but statistically, it is wrong. Oleg is neither better defensively nor offensively. Therefore, the correct move is to continue with Ramon because if we're not getting the defensive bit out of Oleg, we do there's no purpose. There's no point. And I don't mean this as like a negative or an insult to Oleg. I think Oleg himself, I think he is a good player. I just don't know what's happened to him. I think something has happened to him. Maybe he's been running to the ground. I think that's a perfectly reasonable excuse. But right now, he is not what we need. It is not a benefit to us to have him on in there versus, versus Ramon, who's been playing very well. I prefer the guy that was in form. I knew that Oleg was going to start, and I'll give it to Michelle. I don't know if I would have had the guts to start Ramon in this game, but I sure as hell would have brought Ramon on much sooner than the 81st minute. But that's the last I'm going to be saying about that. Um, you guys enjoy the rest of the show. It was a lovely atmosphere and uh, bigger and better things to come. For the record, for the record, man of the match, coach is great. So yeah. Before you go. Uh, hmm. That's going to be tight. It's going to be between uh, Inbaum Huang and uh, and Yan and Vila for me because Yan and Vila, all the people say he's so slow, he can't do shit. That guy was fucking everywhere today. Yan and Vila was, was clearing amazing. stuff out. First half, he was incredible. So, Absolutely gigantic. And just perspective for everybody, like there, I, there were people saying Michel gone, he's got to leave. Uh, you know, he lost yeah. the derby. I I understand the how people being upset, but there there has we have to say there has been improvement. Has he lost the game? Has he lost like how many games has he lost since the restart? Since he's been here, I know I know that doesn't mean much. I know we said the same thing about JVS back in the day, but you know I I, I don't want to see another coaching change for the rest of the season. That's embarrassing. Anyway, take it easy, guys. Have a wonderful evening. Coach's grade. Uh, so I, I think I'll stick with In Bum Huang personally. Uh, and then my coach's grade, I did not like the starting lineup. Um, the, some of the subs, I also, I wish he had made some subs sooner. Uh, I'm going to go with a C minus. That's me. Yeah. All right. We're going to come back to that. All right. Thanks, ma'am. Thanks. thanks, Ari. Guys, I need to bring something up. I'm sorry, but I need to bring something up. I'm watching this moment with the goal, right? So yeah, yeah. the argument is if El Arabi is not there, the defender easily Heads it away, right? Or easily, but or so he's impacted by El Arabi, and that means El Arabi impacted the chance from an illegal position. Guys, I, I'm looking at the at the play, Panathinaikos player jumping for the ball. He can't reach the ball. It, bring El Arabi out of this. You look at the Panathinaikos player who's out of position, jumps for the ball, and doesn't make it. Mm-hmm. Unless he suddenly turns into Cristiano Ronaldo, he's not going to make that ball. No, yeah, Costa has been, uh, has been, uh, it's fine. Yeah, he's listening though. I think, guys, yeah. he's jumping for the ball. The Panathinaikos player, he can't reach it. So if El Arabi wasn't there, he would have missed the ball. I need to rewatch it honestly. Like I told all of you guys, the streams tonight, another night for me to say, give me a way to pay ten euros to watch Olympiacos pay, and I will pay. Like, I am so tired of going on these shitty sites to try to watch the game and being unable to watch it. I need to rewatch the chance because I'm telling you right now, 
I missed like the goal originally, and then I watched the replay as celebrations were happening because of the shitty streams I had, unfortunately. So I need to rewatch it. I need to rewatch the whole game before I have opinion. But from what I understood and what I understand from the rule, as we know with the the straight red card thing, Adi caught me on that. I'm not very good at this. I thought it made sense to be offside. I I did, but I really need to rewatch it, and I understand why. Why, why some people say it's not and why some people say it is. Honestly, I need to rewatch it. But the fact of the matter is, fuck the offside. We should have scored before that. We should have. What I want to talk about is something more interesting than offside, no offside, referee, yes, referee. I want to talk about can Olympiacos score in derbies, you know? It's been Pauk, Ike, Panathinaikos, three straight derbies, no goals. The derby wins, quote unquote, with Aris is. What, like one nil? One, like we're gonna need to score three goals on Wednesday. Like, it, you know, like it, why is Olympiaco struggling so hard to score goals? Is it, is it the striker? Is it the wing back play? It's, it's getting frustrating now. We gotta score three goals on Wednesday. Like, where are the goals gonna come? Bakambu seems able to score against every Lamia and Levaria course, but he cannot score in the herpes. So. What's going on? Yeah. But Olympiacos, for, for the first time I've seen Olympiacos playing a derby with grit, playing a derby like the best team, playing the derby like the kind of team that could score three goals against you. And yeah. they never gave up. They kept going and going and going and going. They didn't do that in the previous derbies. They were always, they always looked scared. They always looked apprehensive. They always look like they remind me of the old Greek teams going to Europe and with the mentality of let's not embarrass ourselves. Whereas now they played like champions. I'm not confident. I don't think the, the title is lost, guys. And second place is probably not going to happen. But they showed something tonight. Yeah. For next year. Insane. Maybe for next year. And Kanos, I know he missed so many chances. But when you see Kanos on the ball and some of the positions he get into, you you feel a bit confident you don't feel like oh he's gonna fuck this up like you do with gary rodriguez or masuras like he has um some directness about the guy you know like he takes the ball and he goes at people and long term i think that could be helpful for the team you know so personally i'll hold that from sergi canos today i know the goal i know he missed a lot of goals but the guy's also yeah been through a rough few weeks rough few months leaving a club he's been at for five six years um let's not burn him down like conrad de la fuente and zinker Nagel and the others like he's showed some things Let, let's let's try to support him and maybe on wednesday he's the guy who, who scores against ike like you know what i mean so maybe uh guys do we want to answer this question for the transfers is there any point yeah tonight's not the night for that come on guys like i'm just gonna my only answer is it's not who you think it is yeah. Uh let me let me look uh through through Sorry, 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 yeah. sorry, Southpaw. I don't mean we don't Yeah, mean to we'll talk about it in another we've yeah, talked about it before. Not but not tonight's not the night. There the, yeah. from Eris uh Irish, there was improvement with Corbett on two. Michel sucks. We need a manager and director to work with him on transfers. So a lot of people talking about transfers and directors. I don't know. I kinda wanna talk about a bit of the football. Um, and again, look at my eyes. DC is green with, with us tonight. Ba was really good today. And I've been the hardest on Ba. And this is what pisses me off about Ba is because you see games like tonight 
and then you see the red card in the 30th minute versus someone else, and it's just brutal, you know? So we, 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 we we've were, lived a roller coaster before. We, we were commenting that during the game, and, you know, Costa was asking me, saying, you know, what about Bar? Like, what, what do you have to say? And it's like, I don't want to say it because <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. Like, we all know he's got the ability. It's in his head. Like sometimes he loses his head, like he gets emotional, like he yeah. loses concentration. And there were, you know, I think there was one moment towards the end of the game where he's passed the ball straight to an opponent and Costa was tapping me. He was like, there, there it is. <laughs> so there's the mistake. But I mean, he he was first to the ball. He was playing as a stopper. He was coming high up the field. He was winning the ball. Uh, Socrates was sweeping up. Like they did, they did well. Like in the heart of defense, like holding the line together. I think Socrates and Bar did well. They did well today. It yeah. was um, like to to your point, though. I think the whole question of why can't we score? It has a lot to do with the formation for me. Like in the first half, I expect much more from my front four, like the striker and three behind him. I expect much more. Like, Costas Fortunis, for me, had a massive opportunity today. Massive opportunity today to, you know, to do something. Like he played in his favourite position. Like, James Rodriguez, not, not starting, not available for today. You're thrust in. You've got to do something, mate. OK, yeah, he put the ball through to, to Bakambu. Didn't, I mean, he had, like, a shot, I think, in the second half outside the box. He skied it. Uh, and just, you need to do better. You need to do better. Uh, and Pep Biel has been completely wasted on the wing. I, I, I'm, you're bored of hearing me say it. They're so narrow, Labro, when you see them on the pitch. You see a lot. I, I hope you guys, like, when you see it on the pitch, like, there in person, you see a lot. It's it's. They're so close to each other. You can't pass the ball to somebody that's half a metre away from you. Yeah. Like, and then, like when you when you're looking for options to stretch the field, they're all like kind of lateral passes, like some switches, not not through. And the players are too too bunched together because they're all okay. Canos is an exception, but Canos was playing on the left. He wasn't playing on the right where he'd stretch the field. He was always kind of coming inside, and he he did run directly at the defenders as well and play some crosses with his left foot but there's no width like in basketball we call it spacing like there's no spacing in the um, in the attacking third yeah and they're all too too closely bunched together and that's that's hindering the creativity For this game i was saying to costa it needed valbuena sooner and it needed a 442 mm. keep bakambu on the pitch Give the defender something to think about because he's somebody that can run through defenders. He's got the pace and you've got a player like El Arabi that can hold the ball up, bring others into play. We didn't see that in the end though. But yeah. there's just question marks, question marks, question marks and everyone's got an opinion. Like That's my opinion. Yeah. Every, everyone else, yeah. so, so, you know, others have their other opinions. We're, we're probably never going to see Pep Biel play behind the striker this season, unfortunately. But if you ask me what's my solution, and it's easy for me to say, I'm not a coach, I'm a fan sitting on my seat. 
in my kitchen in Athens. But, you know, I, I'd like to see Sergi Canos form a partnership with Rodine. Mm -hmm. Give balance down that right wing. Because he's a player, Canos, that can attack, that can do the job defensively as well. Create some balance on the right-hand side. There's no chemistry between Rodine and, and Pepiel. You saw that there was a couple of moments, Costa, where you saw like Rodine kind of telling him, like, make a run. I'm going to play it over to you. But but it's not it's not there. It's not there. And, and left, you bought Batucci. Play him. Play a winger. Play Mario Vrusai. My God. The 10, 15 minutes he was on today, it, it was like... It I called like, him a waste man. I thought he was done, but he came on and played fucking ball, you know. Was, I, I hadn't seen it in months. It hasn't been it was it's, he was up for it. And he knew he it so too. Lively. He ripped off the jersey. He was like he was up for it, you know. Dude, he was so lively. So yeah. lively. Spirto. Like it was really up for it when he came in. I was talking with some some journalists and some folks afterwards. We wasted that boy, turning him into a right back. You know, people comment, you know, Versailles would you know, play anywhere to stay at the club. Play him. Play him in his position. Mm. And that that finish was tidy, too. It was a tough, tough angle. Great finish. Great, great finish. finish. If we're going to talk about the goal, we can talk about Versailles did excellent. Like, great finish. Great dribble. And he, he was on the pitch for like a minute. It was... Yeah. Costa, you remember I was telling you Rodinei's shot when he was through. And I told you, you should have flashed the ball across goal. That's yeah. what he should have done. That's what he should have done. What Versailles did. And then he, like, he did this side foot pass to the keeper. So, yes. Yeah, uh, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Rodine has a brilliant left foot too, I would say. Like, the left foot is strong on Rodine. So, that's a that's a different point. But, now, a lot of a lot of positives coming out of tonight, you know? Like, the, the fans were fantastic for the first... Like I was telling Adi when we started, it felt like proper pre-COVID derby, big European night, like stadium full, fans with it, team with it, all in one. There were moments there, like in the season, um, when Martial and I were there in the summer, uh, the stadium was like not full, of course, like summertime, but like the fans were were supporting, but it was just like, eggshells you know like everyone's just like waiting for disaster or no one's really up for it. it's like are we gonna get beat three nil tonight like team shit like whatever it seems uh like the the fans seemed completely up for it it was like a great environment um i i i don't know it it, it just it, it it was great it was great so frustration it's very frustrating game, man. Very frustrating. frustrating you, you just you just wanted that win to like be like this is the signature win. This it's like the one thing, the result. Like you just want the one result. And you're like we can build on this, and the fans yeah. and the players together, and the coach. Like yeah. no matter what shit we've gone through, they got the win in the derby, and we're two points behind Panathinaikos, and we're you know let's go. But like we come in. We 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 talked to some people and had exchange with with a couple of players. Heard some things around the stadium after the game. Like you can't, I think you can't imagine the that that there's there's something in the fan base, the club, like everything around the club, 
the the staff internally, the players, the fans, they needed this so much. Like, and I, I mean, the win today, you can really feel it, like in the fan base, how much they wanted that goal, like that win today, and it, uh, it was it was a volcanic eruption. The goal, like emotion, it, incredible. Yeah. incredible what we witnessed on the goal like going on around us bouncing mate everybody was going absolutely mental you, you looked around yeah proper uh, proper like proper really you, you feel the tension you feel the tension and frustration of the entire fan base and we talked to one of the players after the game and they look so upset like so upset like drained and one per one other person we talked to today, you know, I told him like disappointing, like it's just frustration, disappointment, and he said to me, someone someone from the club now says it just feels like one of those years, one of those seasons where whatever we do, it's just not going to go our way. I was about to. That's no. what it. That's what that's what he said to me, and and, and I think it's bang on. But yeah. you like I can't I can't stress enough like the feeling the a shared feeling of the the the, the club staff the fans the players that and and what I said to one of the players I said you've got to you've got to keep believing you proved tonight that you're better than them you proved against them in Leo Foros that you're better than them go into the games and the playoffs and beat them yeah and another Twice. one we yeah. yeah. And another one I spoke to, I said, "It's not Panathinaikos that's the that's the front runner. It's Ag. Yeah. Panathinaikos, you can beat them. You've shown it twice. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. I it's it just like both both games with Panathinaikos have been so frustrating, you know, because you're so close to having it, and it's just both ninety minute, you know, just yeah." You felt like I don't know. Going into the game, I was saying like you've got to win it. You've got to win today, otherwise it's over. Like for the league, I feel like they just needed they needed that so bad to give them the confidence to go and play Ike on Wednesday, to go to yeah. play Ike before the regular season ends, and, and go into the playoffs with confidence. Yeah. Like they've got they've got they've got to believe it. Like I I, I don't know, man. Like I keep. I keep dilly dallying with this, like, is it over, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. As long as it's mathematically open, it's mathematically open for us to win the title. Yeah, and we, look, we, Pauk, we... Pauk dropped points again tonight in uh, in Yanina. Uh, yeah. The you just you, and we saw Ike in Tumba like lose their bottle a bit, and, and like these are not invincible teams. Like you're not going Manchester City and Liverpool. Premier League times, like every single team in this championship race has its weaknesses and can drop points any match day. You know, it's just so it's really hard focusing on Olympiacos and saying the, the season's done or the race is done because you just don't know when Pauk is going to lose two games on the trot or Ike is going to drop points, you know, and it's just it's open. It's so open and we have playoffs and it is going to be. I, it's gonna be a fucking disaster. I think the playoffs. <laughs> it's gonna the referees, the the environments. It's gonna put the year Pauk 
and Savidi's incident to shame. Like we saw, we have seen it, you know, it is coming some, it's like, you you know what I mean? Like something is crazy is going to, like someone's going to pull the team off the field. I I literally thought it was going to happen tonight. I thought it was going to happen tonight. And it's just going to, when the title is between like three or four teams, two to three points and someone wins it like on the last day or the second to last day. Can you imagine the disaster? It, it's just we're living like insane moments this year. I think in the in, in the leagues moments we haven't lived in years. You know, with with all four teams essentially being there. You know, I but I don't think so. I think I think Panathinaikos are going to win this. I honestly like before the derby. I told Costa like something's going to happen tonight. Something's going to be off tonight. I expected a penalty, to be honest with you. And when I saw Ba, I was thinking to myself, red card right there. And yeah. there was the red card. There was the goal that wasn't allowed. I think Panathinaikos are going to win it. I think it's just... they, just, they There's constantly red cards in their games. They're constantly <laughs> getting play penalties. I think it's going to be Panathinaikos. I, I, I also believe I, it. I, I, I think Panathinaikos has, has big problems in depth. And I think they were exposed a bit coming out of Christmas in January. And uh, They did nothing there. Yeah, no, they like... And that's what they, you watch Ike, you watch Ike, and they play football. You watch Pauk, and they may be shit and drop points, but like in a derby, beating Pauk is like you have to kill them. Like, you know, they are up for it. Like, Olympiakos has talented players, but you don't feel sometimes they're going to die. Like, you feel fucking Augusto, Augusto, Ingas, and like these guys are ready to die on the pitch, you know? And maybe they're less talented than. The James Rodriguez and the Jan Envia, but sometimes you look these players of Pauk and Luchescu puts them together and they will die in derbies. Like I think going into the playoffs, one of the interesting things is Pauk is shitty against the mediocre teams, but I think they're better against the against the bigger teams. Like they're more up for the derby. Um yeah, I I I don't know. The the Olympiacos we saw today, and I, I was telling you guys again, the streams tonight. So bad. I'm just begging next season. Cosmote gives us, or Olympiacos, someone gives us the opportunity to to pay five euros for a match. Like, let's say I'm I'm away from my TV box or my local home. Like, I can just go on the internet and pay you five euros, and it lets me watch the match. Like, I'm begging you because tonight was so bad, guys. It was really hard to catch the full game. But yeah, no, I I don't know. There there's signs from tonight, but it's. Costa goes back to what you said earlier and what some people were talking about at the end of the game. It's just, it doesn't feel like this is the year for Lupiakos. Like, it's just everything from the start was a mess. Can can you really expect them to win the title this year? Like, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. And still, they keep fighting, they keep fighting. It's not coming, you know? It's I'm really ex- interested to see some of the advanced stats Adi's going to pull tomorrow morning. It's... It just feels like, yeah, it's not coming. Yeah. The, the, the XG for the game must be close to three. Yeah. They had the one chance with Spora where your heart dropped. But other than yeah. that, I'm uh, still... That was, that was the one. That was, was offside. It, oh, was it offside? Yeah, that was, that was yeah. the before the, the flag went up, though. Ah, where he yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, he yeah. played it on the ground and it went just by the post. Okay. Yeah, it just realize. grazed the post, didn't it? Yeah. I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah. No, so I don't know, guys. You must you must be dead. Then we're reaching an hour. So 
maybe yeah, want to do. Let, 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 let's, let's. I've got to get. I'm gonna get on a plane in. Uh, well, I'm gonna go to the airport in three hours. Okay, Jesus. so quick turnaround. <laughs> so I'll I'll wrap up with this, guys. Let's do coaching great and men of the match. Um, another disappointing, not even disappointing. Like a lot of things tonight, I was happy to see. Like when I saw Kadi Sky, I it remembers the Panathinaikos game. I went to almost seven years now, where you're shoulder to shoulder to shoulder with with people and like you're hugging people and like it's craziness and the fear it really felt like one of those proper derbies and we've seen so many like cakewalk bullshit derbies so it was nice to watch that but on that note i'm gonna give um i'm gonna give michel honestly i'm gonna give him a, a c c plus maybe i i think the subs he did were right but the the starting lineup there were mistakes in it and some of the subs had to come earlier, but the subs I all agreed with um, at the point, and ba, the the ba decision worked out really well. So let's say that. And and my man of the match actually is is either Jan Envia or I, I. I thought Fortunis actually did quite well in moments, driving the team forward. The set pieces were dangerous. The one set piece he played into Papasathopoulos, where he had the grazing header. It was such a nonchalant save from Brinoli, but it was a huge save. Like he just yeah. like I, I he, the way he approached it was just like oh calm whatever throw a paw at it and but that was huge. So those Jan and Villa will be my man of the match. But Fortunis was was great. It was great. And also we have a comment from Vionisis thanking you guys for chatting before the great game. Um, yeah. And and as he says, shameless plug the sub and like. Thank you guys, everyone, for your likes and subscriptions. They really help the channel grow. Um, and we're doing great things, as you see. The boys uh, with me today were at the stadium and meeting with you all and doing more and more cool stuff for Olympiakos community abroad and in Greece. So, just yeah. on 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 that note, we met people that traveled from Los Angeles to come and watch the game. Crazy. People came from LA to come and watch the game, and they're going back in a couple of days. And that's to all the, that's to all those people who are like, "Why aren't you speaking Greek?" That's because we don't speak Greek. Because there are fans in fucking Los Angeles that come on over for two days to watch Olympiacos. Yeah, people love this club. Like people don't realize, you know, some people just do not realize. But this is Olympiacos, a massive club with supporters all over the world. You know, yeah. it's just yeah. Yeah, it's a exactly. huge club. It's a huge club, and people play it down. But, yeah, it's great that you guys were able to meet people as well. I really enjoyed that in the summer as well with Adi. So, yeah, give me your guys' coaching grades and man of the match as well. Let's of course, wrap I up. go for it. Man of the match. First half, it's, um, not, you know, it's, it's so clear for me, Jan and Villa. The first half that he did... I think there was one misplaced pass, like one crossfield ball that he, he misplaced that um, Oleg didn't reach. Otherwise, it was just everywhere. I, I think, yeah, no, overall, it got difficult for him in the second half because Bantanagos brought fresh legs on. They brought defenders on. They brought, they brought midfielders on. Um, 
but no, just like the, the passing and just the authority that he had in the midfield today. You look at the centre of the park and he's just the, the best player there like on the pitch. So he, he just does so much. He does so much on the pitch. He won balls, he tackled, like he went back to, you know, start the build up. Everything, man. It was just immense. And shout out to Usain Ubar as well. He had a really good game. And shout out to this man as well, who gave me his shirt at the end of the game. So awesome. Absolute, absolute le legend. You, could, you, you can still see the dirt. Like, <laughs> it's sweaty in my hands here. But like, no. Uh, every time Inbom gets on the ball, you know something. He's going to do something. Something's going to happen. He's going to try and get the ball forward. He's going to try and play a one-two. He's going to do something positive. So, you know, enjoy that player while he's there, while he's with us. Um, I think he's got a long contract, but I can see there's going to be clubs coming in for him in the summer, probably. But okay, we don't need to have that discussion now. So, Yannim Villa, my man of the match. Um, coach's grades. I'm disappointed. Like I'm on a C minus. I'm even close to a D. D's harsh. Like I'll C minus because what I what I will give Mitchell is that it, it was hard to put Ramon at left back. I think it was a hard call, but really I expected that change sooner to give us some more positive energy onto the pitch i i would have liked to see a 4-4-2 i think bakambu was causing problems and i think to break that banfanagos defense we needed two strikers on the pitch to keep their defenders busy more occupied and and uh, and this um this formation thing it, it's we've got to stop 110 it's got to be one number 10 that plays. And wingers, real wingers have to play. Pep Biel's not a real winger. He's not. He's not. That's it. Like That, that really frustrates me. And that's going to be one... Maybe that's going to be one reason why we don't do as well as we want to do in the playoffs. Because we keep insisting to play him out on the right or out on the left. And that really frustrates me with Mitchell. And I don't know if he's going to change that going into the playoffs. So, I, yeah, I didn't like I, I didn't like the timing of his changes and I didn't like the tactical approach in his changes either today. So C minus and I'm being nice. Well, I mean, I don't disagree with uh, with you guys. A man of the match, obviously, Yannem Villa, the guy was everywhere. The guy was immense. He was the guy that was starting all the attacks from deep into deep deep into the deep in defense. He was everywhere, literally everywhere. He was need amazing ball, amazing balls throughout the game, opening the game for Olympiacos. I mean, this guy needs to stay, and when he can no longer go, Olympiacos have a major task on their hands trying to replace that immense player. And as for Mitchell C minus as well, I didn't like the formation he started with a four two two two. I don't like the fact that there are no wingers. I don't like the fact that uh, it just doesn't make sense. It just really doesn't make sense. He's definitely not the manager for next season. I don't know if he's the manager until the end of the summer. 
it's it, it seems like Olympiacos are going to go with him until the end of the season. Uh, Valbuena came on late. The Ramon bet, obviously, that was a gamble. Uh, and, uh, Samaseko, I believe, should have come on at some point because it was obvious Olympiacos were losing the midfield battle, like we were saying during commentary, Costa. So, yeah, C- minus for um, for Mitza. Mm. Good points. And the, the chat is having fun because I have this green screen that I got from Peter. And I guess I was turning into a Teletubby as I was looking at my phone. <laughs> Weird colors. <laughs> Teletubby Leoanthropos. This is fantastic. <sighs> people people enjoying themselves. Is that, if that I, I had purple hair at one point. I noticed that as well. If that's what the people enjoy... That's how it goes. There's um, there was a good comment from Jorgos, I think, about Biel looking better on the left hand side. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 even still, man, I'm fed up. Like, fed up the, of seeing the him player. Out the player knows it too. I bet you. Like, the player also probably is like, "Fuck me, I just want to play behind Bakambu and just bang goals." You know, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, on that note, guys, um, it's been a bit of a tough night, but, you know, that's how it goes. Um, we go again Wednesday, is that correct? Wednesday Wednesday night with Ike. Ike. Um, I'm going to be be driving, so I'm not going to catch the game. I'm going to listen on the radio. So what time is the game? 10.30, Greek? We know? I actually don't know. Okay, let me. Does anyone? Eight o'clock uh, Greek time. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock Greek, Greek time. time. Okay, so uh, yeah. What 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 do we expect from there? And I guess we'll leave it at that. Like, what what we need goals, 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 goals. We've had two Nothing. goals scored. In... I don't expect anything. So, what do you want to see? You want to see something new? You want to see the same lineup? You want to see Zolakis? Like, anyway, give me your one quick thing, and then we'll finish up on for Wednesday. I, I I don't know, man. I can't. You can't I even think go, about it. It's no. I kind of. I'm. I'm kind of. Maybe we'll do a preview pod as well. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Well, let's just do a preview pod, yeah. guys. I'm, yeah. I'm I know how it is after the game. Yeah, it's killer. Um. All right, guys. Oh, also, the only asking: Are we going to have a match day vlog out this? Give me some we'll time see. to work on it on the okay. plane. We'll see. We'll see. Keep your eyes. We got out, some everyone. footage. We got some footage. We got some yeah. footage. And on that note, guys, thank you so much for watching. If you made it this far, um, hope you guys are all doing well, staying healthy, being well. It's great catching up, as always. Have a fantastic night. Go,